0: Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 54 of Death Readers, the podcast where we read through the Harry Potter books. This is my first time reading through them. This is Rob's manyth. manyth. Uh, In episode 54, we will be reading through chapters 16, 17, and 18 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Uh, If this is your first time listening to the podcast, we read through three chapters or so at a time. We go page by page and we discuss the notes we've taken about certain segments of the books. If you would like to listen uh, in in the best possible way, uh, we encourage you to reread the books and read through these chapters with us so you'll know exactly what we're talking about because we'll reference page numbers and specific uh, interactions in the book. And it's really helpful if you've read along and reread them recently so that you're mostly refreshed on what it is we're talking about because we are not going to spend a lot of time giving too much context to what we're saying because we're both having, we're just both so fresh having just read it. That we both mm. we don't need to refresh each other as much about no. what we're talking about. So, uh, and we're gonna we're not gonna you know waste your time refreshing you. So empower yourself, put your world's oyster in your own hands, and read the book again. If you're feeling a little masochistic, ooh, ouch! I saw a clip from the Graham Norton show today with Margot Robbie. And she was talking about like, oh, I was such a nerd when I was a kid. Look, this is a picture of me I'm at my like 11th-year-old birthday party. And it was like just a oh, photo of her looking like an 11-year-old, wearing glasses and reading a Harry Potter book with a huge smile on her face. Like, I love this. And they were talking about how big of a Harry Potter nerd she was. and And she was trying to be like, look, I was such a nerd. Like, I read this is what I did on my birthday. Like for my birthday, I read Harry Potter and I couldn't have been happier. And then like, there was another actor whose name I can't remember next to her. Um, I think he was the guy from get out, like the lead in get out. I forget his name. I apologize. Um, but, he was sitting there, and he he they asked him if he had read them, and he said that he thinks he had read through the sixth book, but he didn't ever get to the seventh. And she was like, shut up. Are you serious? You stopped at six and never read seven? He was like, yeah, I never got around to reading seven. She's like, are you are you messing with me right now? You haven't done that? And he was like, no. And then I was like, dude, I get it. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> go Go easy. I'm sure she listens.
0: <laughs> I was like, I just thought to myself, like, I think I realized, and I I actually had this as a note later, but I realized that, like, watching the movies first really, like, it really does, like, deflate the process of reading a book. Like, and I realized that it's not really just, it's not a one-way street. It's both Mm -hmm. ways. Sure. Whatever whatever way you experience that story first is going to color the other, like, other tellings of that story in different mediums. Uh, I I assume that the only time that is never the case, like, well, not, the, I assume the only time that when that happens, it's not always best the first way, like, you're not always gonna reflexively believe, like, you know, the book is better than the movie is when the book is actually the comic book, or, like, right. the, the, maybe even the novelization of a movie, but I realized reading these chapters, I was, you know, I guess I'll tell, say the overview first, is sure. that I was just, like, I was just kind of it wasn't so much bored. I still enjoyed them, but it was like, I kind of remember this. Like, it just, it, this all feels like exposition.
1: Mm-hmm. I, exposition. I had that, I had that certainly with the first chapter, definitely.
0: Right. And, and exposition is fine, but also like tedious. Like, especially with it's and 70 not, there's pages. There's not as much
1: to comment on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you have any housekeeping? No housekeeping. You don't want to call me out on hackers? What about Hackers?
1: We talked about Hackers.
0: There's not a Blu-ray coming out? Oh, nah. Okay.
1: I shamed you in private. I don't need to shame you in public.
0: Well, this is hardly public. (laughs) There are people in public. (laughs) We We could probably share our deepest, darkest secrets on here. Would affect our lives in no way. This is basically like a therapist's office. We have a like podcast pod key confidentiality.
1: Mm. I don't know pod what that key. word is. I, no, I like pod it key. though. Podcast pod key. <laughs> <laughs> um, all
0: right. Well, that will just bring us right into... Okay, hold on. I okay. do have... I have a... I got lucky. I had a piece of housekeeping that I wanted to bring up first. But it actually is kind of a note in these chapters. So, I'm so where do you save want to bring it. it up? Okay. I'm gonna say I'm saying right now, I had one, I'm saving it for the note portion, and I'll you know, ring a bell or something when we get sure. there and sure. say this is the this is the housekeeping I, I I was lucky enough to find a part in the books to, or in the chapters to actually discuss. So mm-hmm. that'll bring us to chapter sixteen.
1: A very frosty Christmas.
0: My first page note is page 334.
1: I didn't really write page notes. I got like three-fourths of the way through the chapter, and I'm like, there's nothing that's made me want to jot a note down. I, I, I threw down some talking points that I thought were kind of interesting and could be touched on, but I didn't really have specific page notes. Because, like, it, it was mostly just how we feel about, it's everyone talking about how they feel about plot lines that are currently going yeah, on.
0: Yeah, right. Or Harry being like, Telling adults about Draco and then being like, "Not a big deal," right? Not a big deal.
1: So, what's your first page note?
0: Uh, Three thirty-four. Hmm. It is uh, Lupin. When Lupin describes where he is and how he's been living undercover with werewolves, mm-hmm. he mentions that he hasn't been returning Harry's letters. I think is something like he says something like that. He wasn't able he to just,
1: write. I thought
0: right he wants to keep a low profile but he also didn't he said it would seem suspicious for owls to be going you know in and out or whatever but then it occurred to me like and i I, the way i I worded this note was something like it might it feels like an elementary question like it feels like a, a really first year question if you will but don't owls find anybody anywhere yeah so if harry was riding lupin he already had owls coming into wherever he was with these werewolves
1: Yes, but maybe not writing back caused Harry to write less.
0: Sure, but like if his idea was to like be inconspicuous, mm-hmm. you know, be a werewolf who shuns society and commits himself to this, you know, group of anarchistic werewolves.
1: Sure, 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 sure. sure.
0: Then. He, I mean, he mentioned, I think he mentioned, like, you know, oh, they were already suspicious because of, like, something, 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 how I look, dress, something. But, like, you're still getting owls, right?
1: I'm sure he, uh, he just told them that he was getting the latest issue of, um, Doggy Style.
0: Uh, yes, and, um. <laughs> and they, and they didn't have a problem with it because they wanted to read it, too. Yeah. I don't know. You took me to a weird place. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, well, it, was, it, it seemed a little it,
1: it gross, but a tad more fun than the idea of a wizard remailing service. I don't know, where where some, where the owls know by a magic, dint of magic spell that they need to aggregate his letters until he has like a month's worth, and then they drop him off.
0: Or like, do you not have like the, a magic capacity of like, a, a mail forwarding system, <laughs> right, right. Like all my letters go to this place, and I pick sure. them up eventually. Like there's I'm not sure that. you do. It, it would but, make sense. But like my point main was mainly was like so. Okay, the the owls showing up isn't conspicuous, but owls leaving would be. Uh huh. What? <laughs> like they're think, leaving after they show up anyway.
1: Getting owls over and over is what's conspicuous.
0: Maybe, but it, it didn't seem like that wasn't happening. It's just, I don't know, maybe it was. Maybe 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 that maybe that's the part I missed, is that it, it wasn't actually happening more than once. He wasn't responding, and that's why they stopped. Um, anyway, my next note is 335. Uh, there's a part where Lupin, in describing Greyback, says that he would attack... Uh, some, he says... I'm just going to look it up really quick. Sure.
1: He would take care to position himself by his victims?
0: No. Oh, fine. Greyback specializes in children. Bite them young, he says, and raise them away from their parents. Raise them to hate normal wizards. So, I was uh, it made me a little confused because it made me think, is he only attacking wizard children?
1: I'm sure there's going to be some kind of... Only wizards can become werewolves. Oh like, only God. wizards can become bo- ghosts. Or Greyback... Is
0: that true, too?
1: I, I'm, I'm guessing. Or maybe Greyback was just such a... Pl- pure blood he didn't want to taste muggles or mudbloods i don't know
0: okay that's fine answer it's just like my my second question was can only wizards become werewolves and if that's the case like (laughs) i guess that makes just as much sense as anything else
1: yeah they can only become
0: ghosts they can only become snake men okay um This is my, uh, (laughs) this is my housekeeping. Okay. Page 339. It occurs to me that we've overlooked some, an extremely significant new plot point from the last episode. I think it was last episode. Maybe it was the start of this book. I think it was the start of this book. Harry Potter becomes a slave owner in this book.
1: Yes, he does. How did that pass us by? I think it's because, and he's he, encouraged to keep that to keep that position.
0: Yes. So it, it occurred it occurred to me like that. This hero of this fictional hero of children is a literal slave owner. I don't see a way around that. I don't think there is. No. The only way around it was if he had been like, oh, uh, I am a normal person and i think that this is horrible i don't care that you guys are trying to guilt trip me into keeping a slave because you're (laughs) you're trying to convince me that it's better for him no fuck that you're released creature like is that
1: i thought they were trying to to get him to keep it because it would be bad for the order because he would tell their secrets so it's even more self-serving
0: I'm pretty sure he sent creature to to work in the kitchens of Hogwarts. Yeah, he? but
1: he said don't give creature his freedom because he knows too many things about the order.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: it's fucked up.
0: <laughs> it is. Like the in- it It's it's the the most surprising part about this book series is how much sla- pro-slavery shit is in it. It's fucked up. Like and and it's crazy to think for me to think about like so, I'm living through a time okay after these books have like been in print like newly being printed. Like I lived through it all. Right. And now they're old enough, they've been printed long enough for people to just be pissed that the author is not entirely on board with like trans women. Right, but like, there's fucking slavery in the book. Like, this is an issue we we overcame a hundred oh, years ago. Right, but
1: so <laughs> make make your argument for why it's pro slavery and not her comment on why slavery is bad. Because I think I, you I mean, think you've done it before, but just to refresh us.
0: The, well, I mean, I think the main argument is like. If if you're if you're going to like paint slavery as bad, you don't make your main heroic character a slave owner.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. I guess that one's kind of staring you in the face, isn't it?
0: I can't think of a good character who's a slave owner who I'm like. I mean, unless you're unless you want to pull some bullshit where you're like, well, he can. He's a very complex character. <laughs> uh, he didn't go buy purchase this slave, right? It was gifted to him. And, you know, if he had let him go... It, it, you know, slave owning is really complicated. Mm-hmm. Like, if if you think about it, like... You can't just, like, let your slaves go. They basically just have to die. You don't buy any more. But as long as they die in your service, that's, like, the best you can offer them. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I don't know why she... Uh, I, I, I think in the best case scenario, her argument would be like, well, Hermione says it's bad. And it's like, yeah. And everyone else tells Hermione she's stupid. Yeah. Like everyone else tells her she's like fighting a, a an unwinnable fight. And also, you know, if you think about it, realistically, these, these creatures love being slaves. So why stop them? <laughs> like, I, 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 I can butter it up as much as I want. Like my dogs are literally imprisoned creatures who don't have the choice to live with me, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I can, but I can, I can like butter that up as much as I want to talk about like, Oh, but you know, like without me, they might just be dead Mm -hmm. because they are a species of creature that has been bred to serve my species Mm -hmm. at this point to some degree, even if that's literally just so that I can have a thing to care for and love and cherish or whatever. It's still a creature with, in my opinion, like I have a very high opinion of my dogs. Sure. At least one of them I feel like is like a person. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in some sort of like stupid fanciful way. I mean it like, I feel like I can interpret the the kind of qualifications you'd need for a person in her
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, not saying that she's like a human but she's a fucking person like she sure. has
1: I totally understand the distinction she,
0: yeah she has desires she has like uh, wants she has she has the capacity to request things
1: <clears throat> self-awareness
0: self complete self-awareness like yeah uh, memory mm-hmm. um, lo- all these different things um, autonomy she has her own like like I said, she has her own wants and desires and like dreams. I, I by dreams I mean like you know wants and fucking desires like ambition. She she if she had it her way, she would find of a way to communicate to me that she wants to go on long walks outside every day all day, and we would do it. And also, she would eat everything she wants. <laughs> but and I I never I'd give her treats all the time. But um, th- that all feels like a fucking person to me. So right. like. I can do that as much of that kind of talking out of it, her being a prisoner <laughs> or a captive creature as much as I want, but that's still what she fucking is. Sure. So it's the same with the house elves. Like like it's funny how it feels like in these books they've they've I feel like in book what was it book 3 when did Dobby show up? Two in when we first start seeing slavery, and is that in book two or three? Mm-hmm. Two. Okay, in book two when he first. Three really it alone
1: is, for the pre, three. Pretty much leaves it alone, and they come back and they come back swinging in book four.
0: Maybe it was in book four then, but I feel like since since we really started seeing it hard, they've gone away from calling it calling them slaves. Mm-hmm. I feel like they brought those, that word up. Right. Early.
1: They, they did. A lot.
0: Yeah. And now they're not talking about it. Now they're referring to them as house elves. As if that doesn't also mean slave. Right. So, like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of being brushed under the rug. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to say, like, I think it would be silly to say that J.K. Rowling is pro-slavery. Yeah. What I'm saying is, and I've said this from the, since this happened in my reading, she is a person who wrote slavery into her narrative in a way that makes it almost impossible to free the slaves. Right. She found a way to justify keeping people, arguably, enslaved. And the fact that it's arguable makes it even worse, because mm-hmm. like in a in in a anti-slavery society, of course they're people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it like she she presents an extremely successful wizarding uh, franchise in which the readers are incentivized to devalue the lives of slaves. <laughs>
1: it's a good point in an awkward position you're Absolutely right.
0: Like doggy style. That was Death Readers. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I read
1: it for the articles.
0: I had to turn it... I had to take it down a notch because I, I started feeling... Like, I got you into a point where you were just like, yep. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh...
1: No, you're right. You're
0: right. Anyway, that was the, the big takeaway for me. And I, I think I... I don't remember how I did it, but I came... It was, it was like, between... Reading these chapters and our last uh, recording that I had this like epiphany where I was like, holy shit, Harry Potter is a slave owner now. I mean, I feel a little embarrassed that I never made that connection. I I mean, I I, I wouldn't I don't I wouldn't feel bad about it. Don't feel Mm -hmm. embarrassed because the person who wrote this book did not want you to think that she she didn't want you to make that connection. Mm hmm. That, like, creature is equivalent to the silver that Mundungus was stealing. Right. He's a fucking piece of property. Right. Not a person. Like, Harry, he's he's a piece of property that Harry can literally say, uh, mm, okay, you living thing with, like, speech autonomy, like, thought processes, you go toil away in a kitchen or wherever the fuck he's stashed at Hogwarts, mm-hmm. that's your new life, because I have complete control over you, and I get to decide because I fucking own you. But she doesn't say that in the book. She makes it acceptable. <laughs> and isn't that fucking worse? Like it that's is the worse. part that gets me. Is like that she she found a way to convince people to ignore slavery, like to literally just fucking like where's Hermione's fucking shit? Like where's Hermione's crusade? Why isn't this like why wasn't Hermione successful? Mm-hmm. Like what's the justification? Where's the rationale behind? It's okay to have fucking slaves. Anyway, I... <laughs> We're almost done with these books. Like, we have one and a half books left.
1: And I... I, I, I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we will look real hard in book seven, but I don't think it's going to be a resolution for you.
0: It's... It's... I don't usually like using this word, but it's offensive. Sure. Like, it's offensive that, like, this. these are so successful and no one's talking about it. No, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe people are talking about it, but I don't ever hear I've about. I've
1: never it. heard it. I've never heard of it. And I've been on some forums. I use I've used to listen to podcasts. I've never. Uh, I'm not saying they didn't, because it sure. was just a sampling. Um, so if I'm wrong, sure. Uh, but I've never come across it.
0: Yeah, it's. It it like makes me sad. Like it makes me wonder. Like it would be that thing where like. You asked me a couple episodes ago, like what my like question list would be for a J.K. Rowling junket. Uh-huh. I think this would be a big one. Like, how do you justify having all of your hero characters passively endorse slavery? Like, how 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 do you not address that that is caustic privilege? Like that that is the same as it's it's equivalent to. ignoring the like disparity of minority populations in prison um or like poverty le- like racial disparities in poverty levels or like you know wealth wealth inequality sure it's and and that would be the only way i would give her like i wouldn't even say I'd give her a pass but i'm saying if she said to me yeah i wanted to illustrate that i would be like cool Isn't it kind of weird, though, that you made your hero one of those people? Like, it just seems like an odd choice for a fucking fantasy world. Like, why? (laughs) Like, doesn't it kind of seem like you're sort of, like, suggesting that they lead... These people who read this lead by Harry's example? Like, only fight for people whose liberation serves you? Isn't that fucked up? Like, is is that... (laughs) Is that not really awful? Um, anyway, I'll leave it alone. I'll, I, I mean, I, I'm very convinced that people don't listen to this show, but I do truly feel like this is a this is a serious fucking point. Like this is a huge problem with these books. Sure. And in this in this chapter, the reason it comes up is because Creature sends him maggots as a gift. Right. Like creatures fucking pissed <laughs> like i know you are,
1: he's... um that that gets addressed the creature's attitude gets addressed in the seventh book i really don't think you're gonna like it
0: awesome so cool so great cool um whatever <laughs> moving on uh did you have any other notes for that chapter
1: i have got i've got a couple things i just thought were um fun <laughs> um the brotherly violence at the beginning both amused me and i thought was kind of fucked up Ron chucking the knife at his brother okay okay shut up shut up that was an accident <laughs> you know, not one of us escaped childhood without getting some kind of knife or sword wound.
0: <sighs> I mean, you could make the argument that Fred could have gotten a paper cut <laughs> from the paper Okay, let's move it, on.
1: move it on. How about that? Oh, no,
0: no. Let's talk more about brothers stabbing each other. Let's not
1: let's not let's
0: talk more about the the pressurized spray of arterial blood it wasn't
1: super pressurized it came out in pumps which was worse because i realized that was his heartbeat and that really fucked me up to look at
0: (laughs) i'm sorry i know this is i know i know how trauma works and it doesn't it's not a one-way street but like (laughs) It's funny to hear that side of it. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <sighs> um So you liked that part of this book?
1: I I I I liked and was abhorred, is what I was trying sure, to say. I sure. liked now how it was were. written. It was written musically, but I was also I was trying to say that. Sure.
0: Now that you're being recorded, it's awful. It's really not something anyone should do, and anyone who ever had done it should feel bad. Now that now that you're recorded, that's uh, exactly how it is.
1: Uh, uh. <laughs> how about that how about that garden gnome cruelty?
0: Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. That was
1: that was messed up, right? They painted a living creature gold and pinned its wings down and stuck it's, it on top of the tree.
0: It's it's not it's pretty fucked up. Like it's definitely like again, whimsified uh animal cruelty. Sure. Arguably, I guess. Right,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Uh Celestina Warbeck the the the, singer? the 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 singer
0: do I recognize her from something
1: well I saw her live okay that was pretty cool
0: I don't know what you're talking about
1: I was in uh, the wizarding world oh yeah she sang a cauldron full of hot strong love
0: oh god that sound that song was horrible
1: well see I was gonna I was I was surprised you didn't uh, Comment on I've got it right here. Oh, come and stir my cauldron. And if you do it right, oh boy, you have some hot, strong love to keep you warm tonight. It, there's not a lot of double entendre there, right? It's just kind of a single entendre. I'm not wrong about that, right?
0: Well, I mean...
1: Stir my cauldron with your magic ladle.
0: Yeah, I think that that might be the double entendre. The single entendre is... I'll keep you warm tonight is not really an entendre. That's just, I mean, the only way that's an entendre is if she's like, cause I'll, cause I'm going to give you hot cocoa <laughs> like or something like that. Or like I have a, I have a roaring fire at my house and you're mm-hmm. six miles away from any, the nearest shelter. And you know, it's a roaring blizzard outside. Like, well, baby, no, it's no, cold outside. There's, yeah. There's none of that context. It's basically like either, uh, if you've, if you bang me real good now, we'll keep banging or help me finish this potion and I'll bang you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much.
0: I I mean, and that's that's just one stanza. Like there's she she tortures me by peppering this chapter with these fucking stanzas. And she, I don't think she's good at poetry. I mean, I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter that I don't, I don't enjoy her poetry. She's a, a what about that?
1: What about that riddle of the Sphinx in book four?
0: I don't remember it. All what, her rhyming what, sucks.
1: What kind of creature would you most like to not want to kiss? Okay, fuck Oh, yeah, up, I remember that. Yeah. The spider one. The yeah. It was like.
0: But I have this whole bit about about how like she doesn't like you can come up with different sounds to make because err was the last right? part. Right. <laughs> no, no, she's ter- she's terrible at but, it. But well, first book:
1: Sunshine, daisies, buttermellow, turn the stupid fat rat yellow.
0: First that, book. That's like
1: that's that's up there with.
0: <sighs> okay, no, it's not great. Red fish, blue fish, one <laughs> fish, two two fish, whatever.
1: He was a genius, man.
0: He was a genius, but like his genius was in his simplicity. That's she true. makes shit too complex. Like, though I may not look pretty
1: <laughs> I did forget about the uh,
0: The multiple epic sorting hats.
1: Sorting hat songs. Ugh. Um I also did like Harry's refusal to help the ministry because I felt it was in character. Totally. Uh, but also especially when he
0: learns Dolores is still there.
1: Yeah. But but it was just also I could easily see myself at that age having been railroaded into it just like oh the adult wants me to do something I better do it. But he didn't and I was like that's cool.
0: Yeah, but like he remember he like he and he talks about this. It's a it's a good piece of character writing where he like yeah. he holds up his his scarred like hand and says I didn't fucking forget this like you guys did this to me like those are the elements of these books that are really compelling sure like these ideas of like he's he's essentially in an authoritarian state like that isn't as whimsical as like it's 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 like fucking harry potter is like this the fucking having your cake and eating it too. Cause like she simultaneously wants it to be like a hunger games esque horrific world where like there's an authoritarian government that tortures children and has slaves and like, you know, drives pe- criminals insane regardless of if they're guilty, but like with almost no due process, like that's right. part of the world. But then also is like chocolate frogs <laughs> Ch- chocolate cauldrons. They have a game where they ride on brooms and smash balls around. Well, do you think it that's has on purpose? Name. Do you think
1: Harry over the course of the series has become a rich, well, he's already, he's always been white, but he's a white, rich property and slave owner. He's becoming part, he's becoming likened to the establishment. So maybe he can help tear it down. And
0: that's the arc. Maybe, but like, I don't feel like the book ends with the ministry of magic being fixed or the series ends that way. I feel like all of these ills persist uh, and Harry just becomes like a cog in the fucking machine, which again, it's a very, it's a weirdly realistic, like depiction of adulthood. Sure. In a fantasy book. And that's the part that is confusing to me is it's like, why
1: cake and eat it too.
0: Yeah. that's what I mean. It's the cake yeah, and yeah. eating it too. I see, like, I see that it, now. Yeah. It's, it's you, you want to have this like fantasy world where you have like, Buckbeak, and you also have a person who, an idealist who grows up to be a cynic, part of a like capitalist or corrupt authoritarian system. Okay, like like just just write 1984. Like I don't know. It's it, 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 and then that's and that's and that's what she. It seems like that's her whole thing is just wanting to have your cake and eating it too. Like you can, I guess you can write these like. Hardcore sci-fi novels, but they're not going to make seven or eight fucking movies out of them. Right. So, like, boy wizard, three-headed dog. It's just, it just makes me feel, it makes me feel manipulated. Interesting. Like, it makes me feel like as a part of a, like, I've said this many times, I think I've said this before to you. I don't like seeing the manipulation. I don't like seeing the strings. How the sausage is made. Yeah, I don't like so are seeing you, like
1: are you more upset that you're manipulated or that so many people have been manipulated and don't see it? Both. Gotcha.
0: Like I, I it breaks my heart to feel like there is a that there's a cult around these books. There's a cult around these these characters. Um that all that the majority of the like revenue created from it goes to one person who wrote a wrote a series of books that seems to endorse slavery. Um. And that All of these really dark parts of it Like people talk about like oh it gets dark What do you mean like elaborate Like sure. is it the Is it the parts about like Snape getting bullied that's dark Is it the parts about the authoritarian Government that gets dark Is it the parts about slavery that's dark Like
1: The torture The reanimated fucking corpses. torture,
0: Child torture like yeah like lots of shit like the fucking uh magic hitler like blood purity maybe the problem is like maybe maybe it's just that like i'm uh mentally deficient and like i don't see how masterful this these books are because they are having your cake and eating it too Mm -hmm. maybe that is the thing people love about them but like I gotta see the part where the hero who's a slave owner is redeemed. Cause that's a pretty big fucking bridge to cross. And they didn't do it right away. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they, it seems to be a pretty, uh, low level plot line. Mm-hmm. If that ha- Harry Potter breaker of chains, also slave master. Like he gives Dobby the sock, huge arc, huge heroic Harry Potter free slaves Immediately after that, oh, slaves are kind of essential. (laughs) We're a bunch of magic people, but we still need manual slave labor. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean by the part about, like, where it's like, that's the part that rubs me the wrong way because that's the part that makes it a choice on the part of the writer. Right. She has all these outs that exist because she could just say magic, but instead she... (laughs) she deliberately chose to involve slavery in these stories as a thing that must continue to exist perpetually.
1: I think you're probably right. I think she wrote it as slavery just to show how bad the Malfoys were and to give Harry that, that, um, turncoat inside agent who can help him out, even though that went wrong over and over. Um, and then realize, Oh crap. I should have done some other kind of caste system instead of making it slavery and she's trying to back away, but she can't because she used the word slavery so many times.
0: I think she could if she, but she, that's the thing that bothers me about a book four or whatever it was where like, she absolutely could have walked away. She could have had Hermione succeed in liberating elf kind, (laughs) but she didn't. They even, it seemed like they made it a point where like the, the pursuit of liberation is a joke. Hermione's future husband mocks her in her pursuit of liberating these underclass people. And the underclass people refuse to be helped. Right. It would actually seem like it would physically harm them. Because they don't know any better,
1: which is also a whole different... I know. I'm sorry. It's
0: just... No, I know. I know. My, My thing is, like, there's no... I have failed to come up with an argument that gets around all those things that she elected to put in these books. And that's the real sinister part of it is it all of none of this had to happen this is all the choices of a person who wrote a story Mm -hmm. it's the same criticism you can have of like someone like george r r martin where it's like dude why does there have to be so much rape (laughs) you're not wrong like at a certain point what are we what are what are we reading this fantasy for is this like wish fulfillment is it like are you just acknowledging that there's a lot of fucking rape in the world and it is awful and it's hard to look at it. So you're holding up a mirror and saying, don't look away. It is this bad all the time for a lot of people. I'm, this is a fantasy book, but it is really this bad for a lot of people all the time. And maybe it's a good, maybe it's helpful to stare in that mirror and feel, realize how much you dislike it and call to mind a time when maybe you could have been a better ally. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't see that with slavery. Uh, I've never had a time when someone's been like, hey, could you help me not be a slave anymore? Because it's already been pretty much fucking done away with in our country. Right. <laughs> uh, it, it, there's no analogy. It's not analogous to anything except fucking poverty. Right. But like to insist that poor people like being poor is elitist and awful. So, I, like I said, it just doesn't fit. It, it just seems like... It, just, it makes me upset. It's like it's either that she's careless. Mm-hmm. Is the, I think the nicest way I can put it. She's just ridiculously aloof and doesn't give a fuck about what she's actually... About how this could be interpreted. She, she's like tone deaf. She's aloof. She's fucking awful. Or she doesn't see the fucking parallel she's written. Right. I don't see a way around it where she's not... F- Fucking awful, and I don't understand how. I guess I don't understand how so many people can like love this story and not have to account for this. Because that's what I mean. But I never hear about it. Graham sure. Norton, like I'm talking about, like like fucking on that show talking to Margot Robbie, and Margot Robbie's like, "Oh, I love Harry Potter," and I want to be like, "How do you feel about slavery? <laughs> do you think slavery's bad?" I I do. I think the idea of enslaving a person and making them do manual labor for no wages. And you know, if they misbehave whippings and death and all the other horrible shit that goes along with owning another person. Um, I think that's pretty fucked up. Do you think that's fucked up? And then I assume she would say, obviously. And then I'd say, Harry Potter's a slave owner. (laughs) And she'd go, what? No, you don't understand. And I'd go, Make I me, don't understand. Make me understand. Yeah. Help me understand. First off.
1: Because you spent more time on slave this than owner. literally anyone I know. And you've <laughs> tried to find the cracks and you can't.
0: I I mean, yeah, it's. I'm open to it. Sure. Explain to me how it's okay. How I mean, maybe okay is the wrong word. Maybe it's maybe it's not like that she needs to justify morally to me. It's just like or to her fucking readers. But, like...
1: Why include it the way she has? Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ex- like, I want to know what happened. I want to know... Fucking... We talked about this. The series was included in CBS's uh, 100 Books thing. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Offline, I think. Right. Um, PBS. Like, fucking, like... W- talk about it. Ex- like, I want to hear people talk about this subject. Like, I want to hear more people discuss like this aspect of the, like, I want to fucking hear the like descendants of slaves. Like talk about it. Like, right. Like, how do you feel? Like, I want to hear that. I don't honestly, I mean, there's a part of me that wants to know how JK Rowling could write this in her story. But then I also want to hear
1: you. You should Google slavery in Harry Potter and see if there's I probably,
0: I probably, I might have to.
1: I think you should and see see what if, if there's anyone talking about it online.
0: I have a feeling there's gonna be a lot of hentai. Mm. Okay, well that's fucking I'm done with that chapter. Do you have anything <laughs> else about that chapter? You no. you might have more. Go bring bring no, more. I'm I'm,
1: I'm I'm done with that chapter. <laughs> I think we have put that chapter to bed.
0: I didn't I didn't I mean I took the note. I didn't realize I had so much energy on it. <laughs> like I I'm, it just it brings up so many questions, like it just makes me question the world around me, mm-hmm. where I'm like, where are the teachers that have celebrated these books? Like, where are all the critical minds who are looking at these who are all these people, these millions and millions, billions of people maybe, who've read these fucking books in I, many different languages?
1: I, I, what personally, I think what I did was second book, it's introduced hey, this is bad. Fourth book, Hermione lists all the reasons it's bad. It's been examined. We're done with that. We can move on.
0: It's <laughs> compartmentalized. they're still there. Yeah, no, I know.
1: I know. But I mean, that's, that's the extent of that thinking.
0: Well, and, I mean, I can appreciate like getting wrapped up in the rest of the fantasy. Sure. But it's like, why is this here? <laughs> like, right. No, it, it should be. It's like a tumor. It's mm-hmm. like, if you ignore a tumor too long, Really bad things happen. I mean, okay, what? How many books do we have? Seven. Book eight, Harry Potter and the Tumor of Slavery. Hmm. Talk. Let's talk about it. Like, let's get like whole book. Give me one whole book about talking about how slavery is fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. You freed all the house elves. I don't know, man. Like it. The here's the thing. <laughs> the main thing about it is like. If she had made a point with it, if she had gone out of her way to say, no, this is why I've included this. I included this to make this larger point. No, sure. And and that was clearer to me. I'd be like, I get it. That it's important to have this ugliness in the story to show this other thing. That seems like it was accomplished in book two with Dobby's freedom. But then later she's like, oh, by the way, there's a shit ton more house elves and none of them want to be free. And it's like, why? Why is that part of this? Um, and I just haven't, I haven't, it hasn't happened. We Like we said, and, that, and again, this is something I've re- I'm repeating myself at this point, but like we addressed it earlier. There's only a book and a half left. If, if it's not addressed by then, it will be the biggest shadow hanging over this series. Like it's unresolved. Mm-hmm. Like there's other stuff that's bothersome, but this is the worst thing. Um, Anyway, I, we can be done talking about that for now. I'm sure it'll come up in later episodes. I mean, I'm sure it will adjust. come up later. Um, did you have anything more in Chapter 16?
1: Nope, I'm done with that.
0: All right, then that brings us to Chapter 17.
1: A sluggish memory.
0: My first page note is 351.
1: Uh, Nothing till 365.
0: So the password for the... After Christmas break, the password to get back into Gryffindor Tower is abstinence. Is that a joke? Uh, yes
1: abstinence as in abstaining from alcohol cuz she's right. hungover. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just it's a word that in America has an entirely different immediate parallel. I I or believe it's I
1: feel like it's an old-fashioned thing. I think they used to talk about abstinence that way in like I, I keep wanting to go back to like gold rush days of San Francisco. No, I'm thinking of temperance. That's what it is, right? Temperance League? Yes. So it should have been that. Right. Temperance is more associated with... Abstinence
0: is always just seems more, at least in my life, it's exactly related to underage sex.
1: Um, I think it's... I, there must be a, a cultural divide of abstaining. Just I'm abstaining from
0: the better things. Uh, my next page note is 368, so you're up. Really? I totally
1: thought you were going to to have a note for 365. Bring it. We're a year into this book. What? 365.
0: Come on. Oh, okay. Jesus. I don't think of page numbers as days.
1: <laughs> Dishonored us, she did, that little slut.
0: Okay, okay. I because, saw the word
1: because earlier you're like, you're like, Oh my God. They said, they said, aunt Marge said, said, bitch, she's talking about the dog. But was that a dig? I'm like, Oh yeah. And it gets worse. And you're like, it does. I, I, I mean, come on. That's what I don't know that I don't, I, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm not a fan of that word. So it certainly sticks out like a sore thumb for me, but that you can't just throw that around, man. In an ostensibly kids book.
0: (laughs) I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm learning that I definitely grew up in a, I don't know how to word it environment. Um, where those were, that word wasn't used a lot, but like Mm -hmm. when it was, it wasn't like, it wasn't a big deal.
1: I just hate the idea of ever shaming someone for sexual... In this instance, it's... uh, Whatever. Um, How do you feel about pedophiles? (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) They're sick and need treatment.
0: How do you feel about them being forced to... Uh, go to their neighbors and let them know that they've committed crimes, wh- for which they've apparently atoned for.
1: I don't know enough about it.
0: That's the safe answer. <laughs>
1: it sure is. I know that when it's shown in movies, it's shown with a um, surrogate. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a surrogate feeling of righteousness
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the audience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So and and that's just supposed to be a quick bump and like haha look at John Turturro having to like tell this big scary guy that he's been convicted of this thing, which has been kind out in this crappy sequel movie, um. But I, I there's I feel like there's more to it.
0: Um, yeah, I mean this isn't like a reason necessarily a reasonable parallel, I guess. I mean it kind of is. I I um,
1: I, 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 I it's logically a reasonable parallel. I can see how it's also different because. One's a person just operating within otherwise societal norms and still being mocked or chided or made to feel bad for that and that. I mean, it's just that's not okay. I don't like it.
0: Well, I think that's why I when I think about it, I try to take away the societal norms aspect of it. I think about like the uh, biological norms. Sure. Where I, I think about. And maybe it's not even norms, but the biological urges. Where I think about well, like, okay, I'm, well, like I'm, I'm not gonna l- l- presuming that like, the the thing that I've always thought of is like, or not, well, maybe not always, but I've learned to understand is that like, for most of the time, attraction, sexual attraction is not something that is necessarily a choice.
1: Sure, absolutely, absolutely. But going down that path, they're not equal because one is predatory. And one is essentially, according to this word in the attitude, No, I'm not hurling talking it, about the behavior letting it happen attraction. to you. And that's why they're different.
0: Right. And, and that's and if you're talking about uh, like a behavior, which I guess is what would require someone to be qualified as a slut. Right. Yes. Agreed. Like that behavior is like. The part that is being like criticized. you could have
1: the three big things, which are uh, consensual enthusiasm or was it? Informed, enthusiastic consent, right. which you're not going to get in the other situation, right? And even with all those in place and everything good to go, you can still be labeled to slut, and that's not okay.
0: Yeah, um, I guess the thing is like I, the, the question I have is like let's let's move into just how people respond, sure, to those people. Like, um, um I know that I'm bothered by the the idea that I'll pull pedophilia out of it. Okay. Okay. And just go to sexual... Uh, uh, sex criminal. Okay. Uh, the kind of person that would have to register on a sex offender, like, website or something like that. Um, from a... Ju- from a... from, like, a punitive standpoint, mm-hmm. it seems odd to me that we have... we've set up a system in our, ju- our judicial system where there is one type of criminal that has to for, that gets a scarlet letter and has to go around alerting people to the fact that they are a criminal and that we don't assign that same sort and that for every other type of criminal we allow them to re assimilate okay. invisibly and and what i've always heard is the justification has been like and this is something I, I understand, and I I, I I comprehend and understand is the idea that we're the, the rate of like recidivist action by sex predators is significantly higher sure. than most other criminals. I have no idea if that's actually the case, but that's the argument I've heard. Uh, that doesn't make me feel any better about living next to a murderer, or nope. not knowing I'm living next to a murderer, or a person who's been, uh, maybe even has multiple instances of... Uh, race motivated violence
1: sure they don't but have I don't to tell get
0: the, you. I, they don't have to tell me i don't get the security of knowing that about the people i'm living around sure
1: and that does sound like a like an issue
0: and and the th- the thing that like um but it also makes me feel like it's unfair to people who are like you said are sick and need treatment that they have to add on to that sickness and needing treatment the idea that they're they can never escape their crimes. They can mm-hmm. never like, they can't really re Right. That's got to fucking suck. Right. And if you're a person who like, has adapted to, or has a part of your brain that seeks out this like release from a awful sex, sex crime, then maybe heaping on stress inducers isn't the best way to keep the society safe. Um, Fair points. So like when my, my point comes it down really down to thinking about that same sort of like like I feel like what I hear you saying is that's a similar thing that bothers you about when people are called sluts is essentially like they don't get to escape the social ramifications of their actions
1: sort of I, I still feel that because there's a legal aspect to one and a, and and more sure. of a societal moral. moral aspect to the other not that there's not both on the other one Um, yeah yeah it, it does seem kind of different but yeah sure
0: yeah i um i think that like i'm trying to like be more open to the idea of like uh calling it slut shaming feels wrong um
1: isn't it literally that
0: well but yes but like
1: i mean even the term slut shaming
0: that's kind of what I mean. It like,
1: that you're a slut and that you must be shamed for it. it, it it's awkward. It's, it's lazy. Exactly. <laughs> Would a JK it, Rowling come up with it?
0: <laughs> it feels like, it feels like it, it should be something like, you know, you're, um, and we, we've gotten to, you know, conflict before about the word promiscuity, but like that kind of feels more like what it's like is it, mm-hmm. it feels more like your promise, like your promiscuous shaming or you're like, yeah. Cause, and I, I don't mean it in the way that like comes with that like caveat of morality. I just sure. mean like, tr- like that's the trouble with these words is that like because we, we live in a society that's so uh, vindictive about mating that right. like that we so many of the words that we use to describe them like the act of like sex mm-hmm. are charged. Absolutely. Um so because like, we all have so many hangups, right? Um, I mean, maybe it's just as simple as like sex shaming, but not like oh, gender, that's, but like
1: but no, like that's better sex. though.
0: Yeah, because um, that's I mean, again, it's the idea of like someone who enjoys having sex shouldn't ma- shouldn't be made <laughs> to feel bad about having sex, right? As long as it is, as you said, you know, informed, uh, enthusiastic, enthusiastic and consensual. Consen- yeah um but like uh, um so so that that word was in in this book was used to describe uh his sister right yes which again in that instance i will say in in his maybe not in his defense but like she did essentially rape someone yeah so so coming back to my conversation about the sex predator she she is a sex predator
1: yes I did see how you brought it around and I'm very impressed um I don't think morphin had the wherewithal to do that I feel like that's a british thing it, it just feels like like, a, like, like, like C I word? Feel kinda where it's just tossed off so
0: so in that sense again like that's us bringing our own baggage to something sure. there's a word that someone else that another culture has a different context for. Maybe See, like I don't a, know I, something you're bringing to the table too, but I, I I'm trusting you.
1: I, I I maybe maybe a different context. I feel like maybe it's just a little freer with the application of said context. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and say that they should do it my way instead.
0: Well, I mean, it's also a culture that has no has, is much more open with sex or at least nudity. Okay. Like, I, I remember being, uh, as a young kid, really shocked to see full frontal nudity on uh, the Monty Python's Flying Circus mm-hmm. uh, when I was exposed to that for, at, like, you know, 10 or 11, something like that, for the first time. And <laughs> what? It's a
1: stupid bit in my
0: head. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> John Cleese having to go door to door and saying <laughs> he, was, he exposed you to that.
0: Well, I mean, that's. In a sense, it's, it's sort of again. It talks about the larger absurdity of that concept of like, I don't know. Like, my my point is, nudity is never, almost never shown on our broadcast television. In that anyone could just turn on. Right. Like you'd have to pay for the or or
1: privilege. A, or it's an incredibly special event. Like we're gonna air Schindler's List uncut. Right. Right.
0: My interpretation of the of British culture is that sex and nudity in the human form is not as necessarily as repulsive as we find it here. Sure. And it's been basically my understanding that the way we treat sex, they kind of treat violence, which is why you won't find the kind of violence on Doctor Who that you'd find in any Chi- fucking show on our TV.
1: Chicago PD. Uh, literally Hannibal. One. Well, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was beautiful. That was a different, <laughs> that was grand good, I can't say, um,
0: it. but that's, that's sort of like what I'm wondering is if, and again, I'm, I, I'm trying to say I'm open to your idea that they might have a different context for that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sure, sure seems like the same context, but I, I'm open to being, uh, open. Okay. I think that calling uh, Harry's mom a bitch is still worse because like, I I don't know. There's something about like, at least was, I mean, this could, I could be wrong. It's, it's, it's subjective, Mm -hmm. but the idea to me of like, when, when you call someone a bitch and you also in the same, in the same sentence are actually talking about dogs, Mm -hmm. you're literally dehumanizing someone. True. And there's nothing more human than fucking. So like,
1: well, it's nothing not more mammalian, perhaps.
0: Well, fish fuck. Um, okay.
1: Nothing more <laughs> animalistic.
0: Sure. I, I but, keep um, going
1: up the binomial nomenclature till we're happy. <laughs> um, but like nothing more phylum.
0: Also, he's talking about like his. I mean, I guess in both instances, we're talking about each character's dead mother. Does right. JK have a thing against dead moms?
1: Maybe, maybe this is her, uh, subtle refutation against Disney tropes.
0: That is not the case, but (laughs) it would be really cool if it was. And that's why it's definitely not that. Okay. Um,
1: should we move on? Yeah,
0: sure. Uh, Um, 368. That's my note. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Go for it.
0: Is it about underage magic? Yes, it is. This made me so mad. <laughs> my, I thought it might. I just is wrote sloppy
1: be, underage magic detection, but you go for it.
0: This is this is a long episode, but like it was, <laughs> and it's gonna be an episode where I'm just really mad about everything. Not like that's uncommon, but just like, ooh. I my note was, so the Ministry ch- trusts witches and wizards to prevent their children from using magic at home. Right. Like, why? Hold on. Okay. What what harm comes from Harry and Ron quickly peeling potatoes? Literally in the chapter before.
1: Sprouts. Peeling sprouts. Brussels sprouts, I believe.
0: Oh, excuse me. Fine. Sprouts. (laughs) Um, Especially since we know
1: now they would not be detected because there's like six age... uh, Appropriate wizards and witches. In they're the house. literally
0: adjacent to their brothers in that moment. Right. Like they'd be like, "Could you just do this?" And they're like, "No, it builds character."
1: What? <laughs> right. Um. So I've read that there's a lot of connective tissue between books two and book six. Um, I think book two was originally even going to be called the Half Blood Prince.
0: What do you mean, connective tissue?
1: Um, a lot of things that she, when she was early on starting book two, became elements in book six.
0: Oh, so they're bad? Like, like they're they're as developed as the rehashing of the first book?
1: My point is, uh, much like Harry's now a slave owner and house elves were introduced <laughs> in book two, um, the whole underage magic detection was brought up. In book two, and is now further fleshed out badly in book six, and I think it's she's just having to go back to book two and go. There's a lot of stuff here that's written me into a corner, so I'm going to come up with a sloppy ass explanation to get out of it.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I I mean, I don't know about. It sounds like you're trying to say she's she's taking she's going back to book two and getting ideas of how to bring up problems. Maybe, Uh, but more that what you're saying.
1: uh, More, um, she's. Coming back to that well and going to look at what she's written before and going, oh, that doesn't right. make any yes, logical yes. sense. I
0: completely agree that's exactly what's happening. Is she is decided that instead of being creative, she'll retcon her own work. Yes. Like, it's it's so much easier to be like, mm, yeah, but like, no. <laughs> as opposed to it being like, I don't know. What was the thing that he was even trying to do? That, like, the... What were they even talking about in this sub? In this in this chat in this uh, page where we bring up oh, underage? Let's magic. find out. It's
1: 368. Let me look. Oh, uh, but how come the ministry didn't realize that Voldemort had done all that to Morphin? Harry asked angrily. He was underage at the time, wasn't he? I thought they could right. detect underage magic. See, no, so and then Dumbledore's answer is equally sloppy. You're quite right. They can detect magic. He doesn't specify underage just that they can or detect even, magic.
0: It he literally said, like, they weren't monitoring it 50 years ago. Since Voldemort, we've decided we needed to take note of, like, the kinds of magic underage wizards are using and, and like, more monitor where they're using it.
1: I mean, so does I that mean... I just did it, like... <laughs> does that... Well, does that mean that they can detect underage magic, which he didn't say? Right. Does that mean that... No, he's literally
0: saying we... No, it's what he's saying is we can... Does that mean
1: would they get an alert if ron used magic and they didn't know which kid did it or does that mean they look at a muggle house where there should be no magic and they'd see magic
0: no it means that they they have like a list of houses that have wizards right and they like adult wizards and they accept that magic will be done there and if there's a place where there aren't uh there are no muggles or there are no wizards and there is magic no of, of age wizards and right. there is magic then they, what, somehow, like, figure it out? Are, is that suggesting that, like, adult wizards all over the fucking world are using magic and it's pinging some sort of alert system and they that's have to go investigate everyone? Well, I, I, my point is I don't know if it has anything to do with muggles. It has to do with just magic use.
1: But if they're looking at their map and they get a ping of magic and it's a muggle house, they'll be like, oh, shit, that's probably that kid.
0: No, uh, no, I'm saying, like, that. what I'm saying is, like, that doesn't make any sense because how do they know it's a muggle house? Like, how do they know that, like... Oh, I'm sure they have a registry. Know... <laughs> Maybe, but then isn't that just, like... Let's, let's get into, like, why isn't she addressing this as a character-building moment or a world-building moment where they talk about how they're literally just monitoring mudbloods? I
1: mean, there's a lot... It every quick explanation has five or six horrible ramifications
0: yeah exactly like in and, and they, but they could be bi- they could be cool like this one could be like oh shit the ministry's already preparing to monitor like uh m- mudbloods like like non-magic born min- wizards like that seems fucked up is that what this is all a ruse for this mm-hmm. whole underage magic examination is really just to cover their asses again. Like, because they actually are hateful towards not pure blood ma- magic users. Build it. Show me that. Don't make it like a, a retcon of like, ooh, mm, um, underage. Yeah, why did I say that? I mean, Cause that's how it comes off. You could measure the age of the magic and
1: just say how selves age differently and Dobby happened to be the exact same age as Harry. It's sloppy, but it works and it fits.
0: I mean, I don't know if it works. I mean, it's. like... It works. No, because I then they talked about this also about before. It. Where they talked about how, like, occasionally children they don't they also don't monitor the magic or give a shit about the magic that's done when you're. Uh, yeah, you're if you really don't have a
1: wand it. yet, you, you're not gonna. They're not gonna ping you.
0: Right. So, like again, like it isn't actually age based.
1: Right, but it it could be once you're 11 and you have a wand and you're registered. See, it works. My, my, mine also, works.
0: time's relative. Like you know, you age differently depending on where your gravity is.
1: Sure, and Dobby's a lot shorter. So why is it looks older? He looks like a ball sack.
0: Benjamin Button. Benjamin um, Button. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know about all that, but like the the idea that like this the, it is sloppy. It is just stupid bullshit. And I hate, <laughs> I hate that Dumbledore's like smirks like. I'm about to say some bullshit. Like, I'm about to say something that's total bullshit. He's telegraphing it. But I'm the wizened old wizard, and Joseph Campbell says that this is, makes everything I say right. <laughs> you can't fight me. Um, all right. That's all, all right, I have for that chapter.
1: 371. Uh, oh, I, I really liked uh, how she did... I said Slughorn's memory, but that's not what I meant. I meant the um, the introduction of the Horcrux. Mm. If you didn't know what it was, I thought it had a real weight to the foreboding of it. it. It was done really, it built it up like, what is this? This sounds fucking dark. thought that was good.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know about the part where Hermione, the only part that like undercuts it for me is the part where Hermione finds the reference in the book that's like, it's so bad we won't even talk about it. But I
1: mean, even Hermione is like, well, why even have it then? So she's already answered that for you.
0: Yeah. But again, this isn't a real place. These these are things that are. It's in North Scotland. (laughs) These are things that are divined and chosen to be included by an intellectual creative designer, if you will. So Mm. why? (laughs) why put a thing in a book like is it to make me remember that sometimes authors are fucking stupid and they write stupid fucking shit in their books that makes no fucking sense and is aggravating and dumb is it that (laughs)
1: 372 uh no more pretense about it Dumbledore is straight up for want of a better word pimping Harry
0: oh yeah 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 go talk to him Harry Butter him up for me.
1: I know you can do this.
0: Buy him a drink, Harry. Ugh. It's is. Well,
1: that's the end of my notes.
0: I started reading the. I finished reading this book uh, this week called uh, "My Favorite Thing Is Monsters." Okay. It's a really like. It's a, it's a, uh, a dense graphic novel has a lot of lines <laughs> and a lot of images and a lot of like text that's crammed in there. It's, it's pretty impressive, but it's, it's very, it's very good, but it has uh child prostitution in it. It's worse than that. Oh. Child prostitution in world war two in Germany. <laughs> um it's bad okay got it um and uh like there's a part there's a part of the book where i'm like this is all really impressive and emotive and interesting and then i started realizing like this book is really just like taking every hot button topic and cramming it all into one story okay like a a a casserole of awfulness yeah like a a character gets uh but it's not just awful it's like it's like empathy it's like sure. it's like heartbreak it's like a casserole of heartbreak you have a character who's you know you have uh, the death of Martin Luther King Jr you have uh, lots of prostitution you have murder you have uh, dying of cancer you have uh, being you're watching your mother die um, being a, a, being a young gay person uh, being a drug addict like I don't, I don't remember if AIDS has come up yet. Cause I don't think, I don't think it has, but like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, it's coming, right? Like right. you're just going to shove it in there and make it awful. Anyway, um, the depictions of the child prostitution in that, in that story uh, does remind me like the way they set it up. It's good. It's, it's kind of parallel where they set it up. Like, They don't call it like a child brothel. They call it a pharmacy. And they have a pharmacist who runs this pharmacy. And under the pharmacy is a child prostitution ring. And what they do is a a client will call up the pharmacy and say, I need some special pills or something like that. And the pharmacist will say, okay, how many? And then the person will say a number. And that number is an age. So they'll say like, I need between eight and 12 pills. And so they'll say, okay, so that's your age range of the kid you want. Mm -hmm. And then they'll say, okay, well like what color pill do you want? And then the customer will say something like brunette. (laughs) So, so awful. They won't even say like, they don't even cover it up. I want blonde pills. Oh, that like, and then they go a little, I don't remember how much further they go. Um, In that, like, description of how they find the right pill for the client or whatever. But then they... The kid has to figure out how to, like... it's It's not as, like, grossly, like, specific as I might be describing it. But, like, in the story, like, it certainly seems like it's all very routine. And then, like, that reminds me of how this stuff with Voldemort or Dumbledore is how you're describing that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very similar. Like it's, it's the grooming aspect of this. Like you, as you said, like prostituting, is that what you said? Pimping. Mm -hmm. It's that feeling. I don't think we've ever used the phrase uh, pimping in describing what, what Dumbledore is doing with Harry because it's never fit before. And I think in this instance, it kind of does like, we know that Slughorn collects students, right? And we know that he wants to collect Harry we know that well I guess at this point I don't know if we know how much we know of it I think we know that Dumbledore knows that and wants to manipulate it and yes. wants to use Harry to get as a means to his ends right um so in this instance he's out and out like just saying like what are what are he, it's almost like he's saying like what are you doing not on the streets like it's like <laughs> Like if I was watching oh, a movie about a pimp, that's remember how Remember that.
1: Remember that. Remember that. It will come back harder. Oh, will it? Yes.
0: Oh, that's gross.
1: There's. I. I don't want to give too much away, but, but. Remember what you just said, because that will come back.
0: Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, cake and eating it, man. It just feels <laughs> like that. It- it feels like it feels like she wants to have this like dark gritty story and then occasionally be like just bring up some and maybe that's it maybe maybe the thing is like some maybe individual readers compartmentalize these books like maybe most people read them in that way where it's like you can overlook the shit we're talking about like the right. darker like actually more sinister stuff that's being depicted in a child's book and lean into Remember when they had to learn Defense Against the Dark Arts? Wasn't that exciting and fun? I don't know. Um, I I guess that's the thing about this whole experience is it's just so, like, you know, it's, it's for me, it's simultaneously examining this, this very popular book series, but it's also like thinking about the people who's, who are wrapped up in the fandom Mm -hmm. and trying to, uh, like. Uh, uh, analyze them like and think of, like what is it about this fandom that appeals and how is it that they're able to uncouple like the the stuff that I'm picking I feel like I'm picking up on mm-hmm. from the more like just a uh, fantastic aspects of the story Um. anyway um, that's that's the end of that chapter it is uh, my that brings us to chapter 18
1: Birthday Surprises.
0: <laughs> my first note is on page 373. Oh please, I don't have anything for a while. Oh okay. Um have you ever noticed <laughs> this is this is here's some whimsy. Um <laughs> Have you ever noticed how many times she writes a chapter, maybe not even a chapter but like a scene starting with Ron at a table eating in the Great Hall with a glob of fried egg on his fork? No. i certainly seen It feels Ron like eating. a lot. Okay. It it feels like a lot of times we see Ron being described, especially in the Great Hall, as like having a mouthful of sausage or a forkful of yes, sausage uh, or a okay, fork yes, full of yes, fried egg. Yes. It just seems like... I can recognize that I think it's a deliberate character depiction choice, but also it feels like a copy paste.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe. Like it, yeah.
0: If it, 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 not literally, but like, that's how it, how it feels well, like, like, like when a text I, when it, fill.
1: Like as soon as she writes Ron, it fills with has X food
0: <laughs> or like, even if it's just in her brain, like she writes, okay, they're eating in the table. Ron has a fork full of fried eggs and it's right. like, bloop. There it is. It's just there. And then the, she moves on. It feels like I've seen it three or four times. Sure. In the series. Um, just that's the only note. <laughs> just it's just it just well, felt I mean, weird to see see that again.
1: I think this is the movie too where Hermione smacks him with the book and tells him to stop eating. So you're not the only one noticing it.
0: Well, I mean l- I think later in these in this chapter? Yeah, later in this chapter when he gets love potion cuz he eats garbage. <laughs> like he eats three, food that was essentially in the breakfast. garbage. Yeah. yeah. He's a growing boy.
1: He is a growing boy.
0: He's a tall Weasley boy. Um, my next note is 386. Okay, so this bothered me. <laughs> just a confusion again. So they're in the apparition class. Mm-hmm. So, apparition doesn't require any vocalization of spells or any flick of the wand.
1: <sighs>
0: apocryphally, it just requires thinking.
1: Apocryphally, I believe she has sense said that you need to have a wand Mm. I don't (laughs) think it's ever detailed how it's used if it needs to be in your hand in your pocket waved it all in your iCloud account Uh, but you have to have a wand to operate I believe uh Uh, this book, this book, should be called J.K. Rowling and the retcon of sadness,
0: <laughs> or you know the retcon of Cha Ching. Oh, <laughs> that too. Um, but yeah, there's I mean, nothing... this—that's this, what I—that's why my last note, which we already kind of talked about, is that like recognizing that that you're you're damned if you do either way. If yeah. you watch the movie first or you read the book first if there's a movie made from a book one way or the other, you're going to be pissed at the other mediums version of it. Sure. And like, cause I feel like I'm reading through this and being bummed out by all this stuff. But then at the same time, like I, I wanted to take them. I took, I, at a certain point I took a mental note of like, you know, if you had not seen the movies, I'd probably be enthralled and captivated like on the edge of my seat. No, I no one kids read the, you devoured this book. Like or these books when they came out, like as fast as possible. Yep. Um I'm I'm not necessarily envious of that because that sounds like a mania, but like at the same time, like I can appreciate how that kind of fervent culture pushes people beyond recognizing the stuff I'm recognizing. Mm-hmm. Like we are taking a much slower approach with these book than the than I think the average person does. Sure or even the, the norm person does. Um, but like, that is to say the difference between, between average and like suggested reading like speed. Um, so like, I bet like it wouldn't. No one. I wouldn't give a shit if I was if I was wrapped up in it and I hadn't seen the movies and was just reading through and be like, oh, he's learning how to operate, and then I'd forget that it doesn't make sense. Like right. I would just move past it and be like, well, oh, what are you talking about? He didn't learn to operate. He stood in the hoops. It's like yeah, but what? <laughs> <laughs> he had to think hard. That's the yeah. why is it the only time he has to think hard for magic? Right. Anyway, so she's retconned it. Yeah. Um, that's the end of my notes. 392. Okay. This
1: is kind of a reference back to in an earlier episode in this book, you were thinking lavender was behind the love potions. We now understand it was a third party. It was Romilda. And that was the big confusion.
0: Well, so you're saying that like, I'm supposed to believe that lavender and Ron's relationship is sincere. (laughs) I think sadly, yes. Wow. I think you're right, that is where my confusion came from. Yeah.
1: I mean um, as sincere and without wanting to devalue anyone's relationship, as sincere as a relationship's gonna be at that age. Sure. Where they're just um, feeling all the feels.
0: Yeah. I definitely have been reading this as if like and that's I think we're part of that earlier like uh issue we had about that specific word came from is like my misremembering that like again presuming that she had essentially like roofied him right like the same issue with with uh voldemort's mom where -hmm. it's like that's just because she it felt like just because she's given all of the date rape drugs she's made women the date rapist in these books it doesn't mean it's okay yeah that's a good point do you think she thinks it's lesser that way? I think she doesn't think about it that way. Hmm. I think she thinks about it like love potion. Like, love potion is an innocent thing because what is love? Like, isn't love pure no matter how it comes about? I don't know. Like, that sounds like the justification of a sexual assaulter. Um, like, not really. but like I know just, what you mean. Yeah, it, it just, it's... Sex and love are different. Mm-hmm the specific situation with, with Voldemort's mom involved sex and repeated druggings. So that means that none of that was consensual, enthusiastic or informed, informed. Certainly not. Um, not one of those. No. And, and you could argue argue, like the, you could make an argument again. Okay. Harry Potter is a, uh, is a slave owner. The Weasley twins are drug dealers. And they sell roofies. And the school bans them, but they're presented in this like fanciful, fun way.
1: And that they could sell just out in the open on Diagon Alley.
0: Yeah. Two minors. Two kids. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a that's an acceptable part of culture as if it's like, eh, kids will be kids. <laughs> I don't want to be like a Harry Potter prude. It just, it just, I. I can't help seeing these parallels.
1: I don't think it makes you prude to want there to be intention behind
0: actions. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. It's 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 And these things feel like there's that line between like the intention is to have a fanciful thing. Like let's riff on love potions. Sure. There there's magic. There's potions. Let's talk about love potions. Mm hmm. I don't know why it has to. I don't know. It does. It doesn't matter. It just feels like it. It should be noted that we're that the the real world parallel to these uh, actions is criminal, and that that is like not. Again, it just uh, my whole experience of these books has mostly been just being shocked by like how much stuff is in them that I don't hear people talk about in a like critical way, mm-hmm. and how much of it is like people my impression of it is people just being wrapped up in the like uh the aesthetic the Harry Potter aesthetic versus like the actual content right maybe that's part of like what happens with the books like the idea of going to going to the wizarding world like you're not there and you like at no point are you there like demanding house elves make you food right like there's no there's no point where you're like refusing to give house elves clothing i assume I don't don't remember it, but... Were there house elves there at all?
1: there, There has to have been a reference somewhere, yeah. Do they have,
0: like... Do they have, like, Disneyland characters, like, walking around? Um,
1: no... Like I said, I saw Selena Warbeck or Celestina Warbeck perform on stage and I saw a guy dressed as Kingsley Shacklebolt. I don't know if he was a park worker or a guest. Cast member. Right. Well, I don't are they cast yeah, they are cast members in Universal as well.
0: Um it would occur to me like how like I just had this vision of like a skit, if you will, mm-hmm. of like there being a Dobby performer and it being a thing for people to walk up to him and give them socks, give, give the character socks. And then the character have like a, a a scripted reaction, but then like have someone like me come up and go, isn't it fun that we're pretending slavery? (laughs) Is anyone else having fun with this? And and like do like a pump fake, like offer to give him a sock and then yank it back. Go, (laughs) no, go make me food. Like, Go do my, go do physical labor for me and not get paid, and I'm gonna whip you later. Ugh, it just feels gross. Ugh. Um. Anyway, I forgot why we were talking about that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I have one Uh-oh. last note. Okay, go for it. It's a this chapter is a bit busy. Mm-hmm. There's a love potion, an antidote, poison, and a beesworn. And then it ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah, because I remember, the, I remember the, end the, the whole scene, you know, from the movie and that the, the chapter ends. There, I'm like, oh, we don't have the, you know, the after climax, the denouement of this scene. So there's a lot that happens here.
0: Yeah. Um, if it wasn't a, you know, if we weren't doing a podcast, I probably would read the next like chapter ASAP. Sure. Um but you have to wait a week. Yeah, I do. Um, which I'm, you know, it's fine. Um, the, uh, I remember where we were before we moved on to the, your last note, which was mm. with the concept of the love potions. Um, the, uh, I think my, I think that, you know, it leads into what you were saying now. It's just like, it's, it's a lot of, this episode of death readers is probably going to be a lot longer than I expected it to be <laughs> Same.
1: Um, for my um, one page of notes.
0: Yeah. Um, it's interesting. We, we didn't really talk about, uh, S- slughorn right? We didn't talk about his like, uh, refusal to, to his fear of the Horcruxes or the, or, yeah. I mean, like
1: Oh, his modified memories.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like, I didn't know you could, I didn't I mean, I guess I didn't, I know we talked about this early on, this idea of like when, when I brought up the concept of the way she's depicting memories are as if they're perfect or as if they're like video of the instance happening, which is not how memories work. Right.
1: Um, well, I'm wondering if he and, pulled it out and modified it and then said to Dumbledore, here you go.
0: Oh, like like somehow he put it into a pensive and then
1: and then did and, see- <laughs> and ran it through a uh, pensive final cut
0: yeah add fog effect (laughs) um transition fog yeah that's (laughs) i believe it um the uh it is it was i mean i'm surprised like i was i was a little nervous because i think it was like it was a really long chapter section of chapters Mm -hmm. um but like i don't know I'm I'm interested to see where this goes because I don't really remember how it ends. Um, I like I don't remember I don't think I remember how this movie ends or this book ends. Um, so I'm excited to see where that where that goes. Uh, I know where the next one ends. I know where I know where Deathly Hallows ends. Oh sure. Um, oh wait, I remember. Where, I I think I remember how this. It doesn't matter. It does not matter.
1: Um, matter. So let yourself be surprised. <laughs> Go along for the ride, man.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, uh, did I did I not comment on your note? I feel like I didn't comment on your note.
1: Oh, it just was a busy chapter. That was the thing I noticed. You don't have to comment. I don't need you.
0: I don't understand why. Oh, I know I remember why. I was gonna say I don't remember why it was such a big deal that the half-blood prince didn't put any notes in the book about antidotes, and it doesn't really make sense that he wouldn't. Well,
1: but I think it it does if we look at the what he did write eventually.
0: Oh, just after, shove a Bezo down there. After throat? pages and pages of anecdotes, get to the end of
1: that section. Bezo, I'm done with this. Moving on.
0: Right, but like, like, but that that works as long as you're always carrying seven. Like, and and Slughorn says they're rare. Like I they're, mean,
1: are they rare? They're rare for the average person, not someone who's into potions.
0: I guess that's fair. But
1: like someone who's who's annotated their you know, like I've annotated some of my cookbooks, I've got a tortilla press. The regular the regular guy's not gonna have a tortilla press. Right. See.
0: Basically yeah.
1: I'm the half blip prince.
0: Whoa. Um Alright. Well I don't have any other notes. I kind of did our our like overview. I don't have any new words. The only new words I looked up were words that I I already knew, mm-hmm. but I wanted clarification on. Sure. All right. You got anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. All right. Well, I think that was a really intense episode of Death Readers. It was. It was long, um, and it got got down to some uh, heavy examination. I definitely did not expect to talk about the things we talked about. <laughs> no. Um uh i i i'm interested to hear what it sounds like when we when i review it i i guess i feel kind of like i feel like it's worth pointing out that it, in no way did we endorse any <laughs> horrible ideas or anything else in any other part i think, parts I of think the that was pretty obvious okay i i it's tough for me because like i have this capacity to i i, I might i worry that i have a bit of uh like an I don't know what it is. Like, it's not like an empathy problem, but sometimes I feel like it is Mm -hmm. where like I can imagine a situation where someone heard the things I said and got upset and I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them for being upset. Like I could understand, but then it, because it always ends up going back to like, why didn't I explain it better? Mm -hmm. Like, there's gotta be a way to, like, I know I'm not saying anything with malice. So that means if someone heard malice or was hurt by it, that I didn't do as best I could to explain my point and clarify that there was no malice. Um, and it's, it's that kind of thing where it's like, it's difficult to, it takes, a it takes effort to get to the point where you're in that position to say, I'm going to just talk Mm -hmm. about these things and try my best and be open to being like wrong. Um, this is not necessarily something I expect to be in the final episode. Um, but that's something like when I've been listening to Harmontown, um, it's it's something I've been listening to and like hearing what real yes ending sounds like. And what I mean, I don't mean that as an insult. It's I just not. Mean it's as,
1: not. But it, it was still uh, there's a right amusement from it. <laughs>
0: it. It's it's like this. Um, it, it, it involves a. What it is, is it's a mutual level of risk. Sure. Is it's a mutual, it's a shared expectation of catastrophe, mm-hmm. of like, I've, I've lobbed this ball, you can either hit it or it falls, or you can you can just swing and it falls, but we're in it together. I don't, I mean, it's not the best metaphor, but like, it's not <laughs> bad. Uh, it. Hearing it work, and then hearing how like it does or doesn't work, and then also hearing like how it doesn't really matter when it doesn't work, but when it does, it works. Right. When it does work, it's great. When it doesn't, it's honestly it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. They move on from it, right? But being in that being in the position to be terrified, sure, of the of the not working, especially when you're talking about like the some of the most like. <laughs> Like I don't know, did we talk about uh, child prostitution, pedophilia, or rape enough in this show? Probably just enough. Okay, good <laughs> because it feels like <laughs> it feels like we hit all of them. Right. Um. In again, what I feel like was a measured and examining fashion. I think so too. Um. So anyway, um. I think that's the end of Death Readers. Yep. Alright, well At the end of this episode uh, anyway. End of this well that's what, yes, that's the end of that's the end of this episode of Death Death Readers. Uh, that's the show name. Um Well, uh that we'll see you next week. Uh, I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash Death Readers, and please discuss us extensively on Reddit.